1: You are listening to Absent Minded, brought
0: to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. We are grading the Prospects Edition, and this is the time for someone who is still playing, actually, but he's playing in North America nowadays, and it's Emil Heinemann. And I'm joined by our good friend, a friend of the podcast and a friend of me personally even if we have never met Jimmy Hammerin who writes for uh, Elite Prospects nowadays. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> you can find Jimmy at uh, Jimmy Hammerin, a very easy uh, Twitter handle uh, if you want to ask him some questions without going through me. Uh, as I said, we're going to talk about Emil Heinemann and uh, first and foremost uh, something that I tend to maybe bring up too much, according to my Canadian listeners, um, going to camp was probably a good thing. He he, he made his name in in Montreal. Uh, everyone was excited. He has a wicked shot, and and that was obviously paid a lot of attention to. But he got injured, and he struggled to to get decent time at first. and and most of all, getting a decent spot in the lineup when he returned to Lexand right?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, he's been most used, I think, of the uh, third line. He hasn't really gotten any power play time or not even the penalty kill. So they have mostly used him on 5-on-5 uh, five five, uh, the whole season. and I think that is, well, when we see him in uh, the American Hockey League now, uh, I think that could have been a mistake by Lexan and Lexan hasn't had a good season either. So uh, they didn't have a good power play either. So uh, there probably something there. Uh, but still, um, uh, I, I think he had a decent performance in Lexan. I think he, he created a lot. He produced, I think, at least uh, like 15 points or something. Uh, given uh, the usage, I think that's good. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, so definitely it's, it's something there, uh, something weird there, uh, what happened in Lex and It's probably good for him to be in the American Hockey League now.
0: Indeed, and, and from, from uh, uh, what we saw, Skrivsmedjan in, in uh, Hockey Sverige uh, had an interview with um, Emil Heinemann. And I think Anton will have published his interview with, with Emil Heinemann as well. Uh, when this is released, and but I, I presume that that he will say the same thing to Anton that he was actually more raring to go in, and and stay in the AHL, but Lexan wanted him back, uh, which I can understand. But if you get someone back like that, you should probably have used him better, uh, as you mentioned, little to no uh, power play time, and when he was used, he wasn't used to get the shot. He was used to as a net front presence, and and he's very good, and I. Hand-eye coordination uh, and, and tipping in pucks, but the strength for Emil Heinemann, as we have seen in AHL, and we have sometimes seen in the in, in the SHL, is really his shot.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. And I, I, I just before you called me, I just looked at his uh, goals in the American Hockey League. And uh, it's, it's what what you expect for, as it would look so uh, I think you know he had a one-timer there from the left circle and so so I mean I I could get you know he he came in late uh, with Lexan and wasn't with the team from the start and if you have like a good power play I I could understand it but they had such a poor uh, result on the power play all season in Lexan so it was kind of weird that they didn't try his shot more than he did and so so yeah, that's what's definitely weird. But you know, his play five on five was good too. I think mm-hmm. he, uh, I looked at some underlying uh, stuff too. I think he's their best uh, forward, uh, course wise. Uh, he, he he has plus numbers all over the place. Mm-hmm. His PDO was low, so probably he he could have got some more points if
0: mm-hmm.
1: if his his uh, his teammates uh, would have scored more when he was on the ice. And so on, so um, definitely a good season, but it doesn't show on on, on the paper, I guess. And the, there was some some explanations to that with his usage.
0: Yeah, and and also he he was sheltered a bit. Uh, let's be honest about that as well. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was used mainly in in neutral zone and defensive zone. Uh, actually, mainly I think actually uh, in, in offensive zone. Sorry, uh, mainly in in neutral zone to get that transition to get the forecheck on. Uh, that kind of usage. Um and and a lot of, of this as we mentioned we've we've been slowly walking around this, but a lot will have to fall on, on uh, Björn Hellquist's shoulders in this case.
1: Uh, yeah I, I, I agree with that. I, I haven't watched like Lexan. Like some... Uh, like the whole year or anything, so I haven't followed the process there. Have they thought about this? But I think uh, when you look at the numbers and you look at the execution now in the American Hockey League, and you look at Emil's uh, tools as a player, I think they they could have done better, definitely.
0: Uh, indeed, and and I've graded him a, a B minus just because of his usage. Um, Looking at other numbers, you, you have mentioned the underlying numbers. I haven't actually watched looked at them, but when you compare just points from last year, he's actually stagnated. And I think I don't think Emil has stagnated uh, as much as Lexan stagnated, and didn't know what to do because, and and you know SHL as much as I do that uh, Lexan went all in on two top lines. That were there to produce, and when they didn't work, they just kept playing them and hoping they would produce.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, but I would also say that Evans probably not, uh, and that's something he is. Um, I think uh, there's a limit to his potential too. I think he he isn't, you know, a big offensive driver that can drive his own line. I think he if he's used in the top two lines, I think he needs to play with. Maybe some good playmakers, and I think he needs to to, to play with with skilled players too. I, I don't think he he drives offense that that way himself, and he he's more of a finisher, uh, forechecker, uh, physical, uh, yeah. explosive, uh, in, intense in his play. And uh, I think he, you can, and that's something good with him too. You can use an up and down the lineup too, but. Mm. Uh, so so there there's something to, it's not like they put like the most skilled player in the third line, and they change, so
0: <laughs> helpers uh, usually use the, the word greater line uh, yeah <laughs> and and uh, I think that's fair of, of what it was um the 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 i'm I'm comparing him and and feel free to disagree with me here because of his shot. I have always compared him a little bit to Victor Olofson. Uh, the shots are different. Uh, Heinemann's shot can actually go through players. Viktor Olafsson's goes through uh, around players rather. Uh, neither drives their own line. Uh, they are different in in kind of forecheck. And Heinemann can go into the corner and forecheck the puck in there and help get it out and retrieve it. Whereas Olafsson is maybe a smarter trying to stick lift and take the intercept the pass between defenders and and between defenders and forwards. But but a lot of them are similar, I think. Do you agree with that or do you disagree with that? Um uh, I agree
1: with them, you know, can be used in like the same role, but I I think Olofsson is probably smarter offensively. I think he his shot is also better timed. Uh uh, I, I think he I mean it's 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 something, I think it's different to, to, to be a scorer in uh, SHL and American Hockey and You come up to the NHL, the time and space are just less. I would I would probably say that Oloson's I think it's very hard to be as good as Oloson in those situations when he was, uh, he, it's diminished a bit, I think. But when it, he, the last few years, I think he really came up and, Became that uh, one-trick pony, but uh, also a bit smarter. I think. I think. Uh, I think Heinemann uh, really needs to to be a better defensive player too. You can't just chase situation. You know, being in passing lanes, being in anticipate the defensive. I think that's his next step to become an, a regular NHL player. I think he needs to be. Um, if he can be a good defensive player, you know, strong on the boards, take the puck to the middle, intercept, receive, uh, retrieve uh, the puck for the team, create breakups and stuff like that, I think he can. He he, he could be a really good like third line player in the NHL that also chips in goals and, and can be used on the power play if if he set gets set up by a by a good playmaker or, or being that slot presence too, and uh, so so I think. If you compare the shots, I think uh, the anticipation, uh, the timing, I think is probably better in Olofsson. But uh, I can't say that I really watched uh, every game (laughs) the or Olofsson has played this season. But but that's that's my shallow uh, assessment. I guess well, it's it's a deep
0: assessment for having 30 <laughs> seconds to come up with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, did attempt, I have watched these players over the years, so it's yeah. not like... A, uh,
0: uh, and, and, but that, uh, that's
1: where where my uh, thought of that yeah. uh, lies.
0: So. I, I like the fact that you point out his defensive attributes or, 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 or non-skills in some ways, but mm. uh, uh, what we've seen on the big eyes is that he chases the puck, he tries to anticipate where the puck will come but usually it takes a little bit of a moment and then he's not correct in his assessment anymore his hockey iq isn't maybe as strong as olofsson as you said or or, or some other players uh it doesn't mean that he's a crappy hockey player let's be honest about that but but that's not his strength um in i've spoken with scouts and with Hockey former hockey players and they say that it can go two ways really uh, he doesn't have in, as much eyes to chase on and he doesn't have to chase as much eyes really either And um, but on the other hand the game is so much faster in North America uh, do you think he can even that out and how long would it take in the AHL to, to get there
1: uh, I think it, he has the tools. I think he's explosive enough. Uh, I think he. Uh, I think that type of game reading. I think you can learn if you want to learn it. If you want to study the game, uh, and I think that's how Montreal should should work with him. You know, to to be that. Uh, the goal should be to get him to be like a third line forward. <laughs> uh, so so I think. Uh, I think it's possible for him to develop that. I mean, he, I think he, what, what is it, now, 21. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's definitely, he, he can learn that. Maybe he needs probably a year in the HL. If he, uh, uh, he probably won't score every game like he's done now. But I, I think he, he could become, uh, t- t- if he can focus on learning the defensive side of the game. And as you said, uh, break up plays more reading the situation, uh, to, to time the situations too, to, to read mm-hmm. where the defenseman is going to go and, and not just chase the play. And as you said, I think it's, he would benefit from, from the smaller rinks. And that's probably what we see too with, with his goal scoring now in the American League. He His shot, <laughs> when he has the puck, he's always closer to the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, than when he's in the SHL. And if he's out with the boards on the big outs, big ICS he has further to the goal. So uh, I think that has helped him too. So so I, I can only see pluses with a player like this uh, playing on smaller ice.
0: I will actually ask you one final question, but obviously it's not about Emil Heinemann. But you wrote for Elite Prospects uh, Um, just the other day uh, and uh, about Adam Engstrom and let me see what you wrote here. Uh, Adam Engstrom was one of Rugler's very best players at the end of the season. His ability to open up space in the offensive zone was so fun and impressive to watch. For opponents, less so. They struggled to contain the deceptive skilled Canadian's prospect when he combined his mobility and stick handling skills on the attack. And this is Engstrom's game. He's good reach, four way mobility, and offensive instincts. He used those tools to play the best hockey and a Swedish defenseman from the 2022 NHL draft, showing the most development in the process. It looks like he has the potential to be an NHL player a few years down the road. And that is really the question how many years do you think? Because he has been so impressive since the end of January. Yeah, and it's been, I think he started the season really good. But then he had
1: a bit of a slump there in the middle, I think. I, I didn't think his World Juniors was, was that. I, I, I've expected more from him there. He was but also his, used
0: differently there, though.
1: Yeah, that, that's true, too. Uh, but but just the way he played in the playoffs, too. I mean, it's just like, wow, there's... He, he found space there, and he found space there. It was uh, like a Poor man's uh, Rasmus Stalin there on the blue line when he uh, did there, and so so I, as I wrote, as you, you read, I, I think it's it's very exciting, and I think is I don't know how many years. I think it's uh, been this season. His development has been so fast from, from mm-hmm. last season. Uh, he was very interesting. I think I think they they got him in a good spot, and the developments really showed it's that too, he could have been a first round, actually, I think. Um, so that's always hard. But uh, I don't think he, he steps up in next year. I think he, he could at least one more year. Uh, but if it takes two, it takes two. He needs to, to, to learn a small rink game too. So uh, it's, it's always tough Um, he needs to you know I think the rush defense I think we've seen a lot of defensemen from Sweden Uh, has had trouble with that when he stepped over I think everyone thought that a guy like Nils Lundqvist would easily get into the NHL right away he struggled and he got traded and he was he's been pretty good this season but uh, Victor Soderström has a problem with that too (laughs) the rush defense, the Arizona defenseman, And I think...
0: Uh, Even Rustus Stallone had it at the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he stepped in, though he was the yeah. first over pick. But, yeah, yeah, but, but uh, I'm uh, saying
0: like he struggled with it. Uh, it wasn't as easy as maybe we thought. It wasn't as dominant as we thought a first-round pick would be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, I think it, it's a
1: skating thing, uh, and it's also a reach thing, but it's... A, very much a hockey sense thing in learning how the game comes at you. It comes so much faster in North America than, than it does in, in Swedish Hockey League, and you have more space in the Swedish Hockey League and everything like that. So I think that is a key for him. Uh, so, but at least one more year. Uh, that's a long answer to, to that question. <laughs> it's very hard to just say, oh, you'll be ready. 2025 in uh, December in August. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so you've been at listen- least one more. <laughs> you've been listening to Jimmy Hamadin of Elite Prospect find him on Twitter one of the good guys uh, out there we'll answer questions when asked if you ask him politely obviously um, thank you Jimmy it's a pleasure having you on and I hope to have you on a few more times this year yeah thanks for having me